1: to Opposite Picks on this Monday, September 19th. I am Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, it is at Opposite Picks, that's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com, hit the contact Scott icon, and fire away. Well, two more to go. Lady Luck hits Mr. Vegas. Did you survive the bloodbath number two, Survivor players? Fall down in Cleveland. The countdown begins in Denver. Brady versus Winston? Really? Break a leg. Not seriously, Trey. Two goes off. Time to fire Frank. Football 2022 style. Lions and Jaguars win on the same day? Wow. First of eight hits and you can't make this stuff up. We'll get to all those stories, plus your Phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, opposite picks all coming up on the fastest hour on Sports Grid Radio. What's going on, LLs? How are you on this, uh, loyal listeners, Monday uh, morning uh so what do we got here little fox sports there with the uh bucks and uh, saints brawl and that uh, matt eberflus uh, bears head coach uh, talking about uh, the challenge and really not so much the challenge that was questioned uh, it really should have been the play call the play selection uh, that we'll get into here uh in a little bit but uh two more football games uh, tonight tennessee at buffalo minnesota at philadelphia um, you know, I I guess I kind of like these two games on a Monday night. I wish they would have staggered them a little bit more. that not make sense to me. You have two football games and both are on the East Coast. You don't have one West Coast team involved. That, that seems kind of strange, right? You would have thought that if they were going to have two games tonight, you'd have at least one. Uh, you know, if not the East Coast game starting early and the West Coast game starting late, right? I mean, if you're going to do it, you got to do it the right way. But uh, that said, we have two football games, Tennessee-Buffalo, Minnesota-Philadelphia. Why? I'm not exactly Sure, except for putting more money in the NFL's pockets, uh, but it's a beautiful thing. Bill's a 10-point favorite, and the Vikes uh, two and a two-and-a-half-point underdog at Philadelphia. The whole world is on Minnesota tonight. Survivor pools, wow. Uh, Browns lose to the Jets. Colts lose to the Jaguars. Cincy loses to Dallas, and then you got the Raiders capping things off, losing to Arizona. Uh, I'm in a pool where I run. We got about 175 people we started with. We're down to 40! 40! Out of 175, another one I run, we, we started with 100, we're down to about 35, which is actually half, halfway decent. Uh, it, it has been just a wacky year, first two weeks of the NFL season for sure. And, and you know, it's one thing to lose. You know, you have a little bit of everything yesterday, right? You got the Colts getting embarrassed by the Jaguars. You can lose that way. You can have the Browns blowing it and the Raiders blowing it to uh, the Jets and Cardinals, respectfully. And then you can have Cincinnati. where You scratch your head and say, "How the heck are they Did they lose to Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys?" You know, I may be wrong about them, uh, and I don't say that too often. Keyword there is "may," not, not not bailing ship just yet. But you know, strong, 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 strong trends say go against the super bowl loser and i say you know not with this bungles team they're good they're young they're feisty they're this they're that blah 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 you know and now they lost two football games they really you see last year they'd be 2-0 and last year they kicked the field goal and they beat pittsburgh last two, uh, week uh you know last year they you know uh get get the ball back after tying it at 17 and they win the game you know, this year, no. You know, last year, the guy misses a 50-yard field goal uh, for Dallas, and then uh, the Bungles get the ball back and go down the field and win. But this year, you know, that's that's the, that's the nature of football, man. All these games, you look at the scores. They're all, I mean, even Bears and Packers last night, which I know ended up a 17-point score, but uh, as that Eberflus, he's got to get a new last name, Eberflus. I mean, I, I couldn't hire a guy whose last name was Eberflus. Really, Mr. Eberflus? That sounds like a teacher, like in, in fifth grade, right? Oh, there's, there's Mr. Eberflus. Anyway, uh, you know, he's right. If they score a touchdown there, it's a one-score game with seven and a half minutes left or eight and a half minutes left. Instead, they don't, and Packers go down and score again, and, and uh, they tap on a field goal and uh, all of a sudden it's a 27-10 year final but you know overtime game raiders uh, raiders and uh and cardinals uh seven point game broncos and texans three point game Cowgirls. Uh, 49ers did beat the the Seagulls by 20, uh, four point game with the Rams, four point game with the Dolphins, uh, three point game with the Patriots, three point game with the Giants, ten point game with the Saints, but that was a close game. You know, uh, nine point game with the Commanders, and then you got the one uh, one point game uh, with with the Jets and Browns, and then you got the the Chiefs uh, on Thursday, three point game. All these games doesn't matter if they're great teams, bad teams, good teams against bad team, they all basically come down to execution and running your football team the right way. Which we'll get into when we come back, including some Browns mistakes, some Raider mistakes, some Redskin the commander mistakes. We'll get to it all. A lot to get to opposite picks right here, at Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM 159 all right, Kevin Stefanski there admitting he could have told the Browns' offense not to score late in the game. Uh, we'll get to that here in a second. And Fox Sports with the uh, Trey Lance breaking his ankle uh, on a run up the middle. It, it, that thing was ugly looking. That uh, went, you know, he was going right and the ankle and leg was going left. That that was one of those uh, almost Joe Theismann like. I don't know how it was not the leg, but but the ankle. But uh, either way, he is out now apparently for the rest of the season. And all that hoopla about the uh, Jimmy G. And trading him, and who is he going to? What they're asking for? Blah 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 blah. All for naught, as it turns out. It's the uh, it's the Niners themselves that need the backup quarterback. How about that? Not because Lance sucks, although he wasn't playing particularly well. Um, you know, it's because he breaks his leg. He's done for the rest of the season. And now, I must say, I'm sitting on a 49ers under team total, win total, and I'm not too thrilled about this. We were going to cash that ticket. That that was 10. There was no way, no way in the world that Niners team was winning 11 games. We were cashing that ticket. Now with Jimmy G, I mean, it was like night and day with him in there. You know, the thing about Jimmy G, he's not great. But he has the presence to be able to check down and go to second and third receivers who are wide open. So it looks like, wow, these guys are wide open. They are, but if you're not smart enough and good enough as a quarterback to go to your second and third option because you're automatically thinking scramble, well, you know, you don't get those big plays or those semi-big plays or the 10- or 15-yard plays, whatever they turn out to be, you know? So that's what he does. He just kind of, like, methodically moves the ball down the field. Thank you, Hank Stram. And, you know, it looks easier than it is, but he that's how smooth he is. It was like night and day watching him throw and play quarterback. I mean um... – you know, and they're not very flashy anyway, so they just do enough to win games, no matter who the quarterback is. And uh, now we got to worry about our ten with San Francisco. Now we got to worry if you got a Rams ticket to win the division, or if you got a Niners under ticket. Now you have to worry because Jimmy G is going to be the quarterback. But then, what do they do, right? What happens, you know? But just to play around here for a second, you know, what happens if they do well this year, like they figured to do, right? They were a ten point lead away in the fourth quarter to go to the Super Bowl last year. Why should this year be any different? What, do they just throw Jimmy G out the door? Do they hand the team over to Trey Lance, really not knowing what they have in Trey Lance? That's the double sword with this for the Niners. Okay, you got your better quarterback in there, but you know you only seen Lance play for a you know a game and a quarter. So are you convinced he is the guy you thought he was when you drafted him? You're going to hand the franchise over to him? You don't have Jimmy G under contract next year. You can't do this again unless you franchise him, but they agreed in his contract that they wouldn't franchise him. So that's a tough spot. You know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You, you If you don't, if you play lousy, well then, okay, you know, but the, the season was lost. If Jimmy G plays well and the team does well, that team was loving it. They When he went in there and he came off the field, they they loved Jimmy G. That, that's going to be a difficult spot to throw. You know what it reminds me of? Reminds me of the Denver Broncos and John Elway when Tim Tebow was leading the Broncos on all those miracle comeback wins and into the postseason, they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then they would always show uh, Elway up in the press box and he'd have this big frown on his face. You know, the place was going bonkers there in Denver. You know, everyone's cheering. Players are going crazy, right? Then they'd show Elway in the the press box, you know, with this frown on his face, because he wanted to get rid of them. And he knew with every passing win, it was going to be even, pardon the pun there, with every win, it was going to be, you know, that much harder to get rid of, you know, this uh, developing icon same kind of thing in San Francisco I mean we, we, you know you want to win but you, you know you're gonna kick a guy out who's gonna take it to the postseason again like he probably will very weird all right let's break it all down uh falling down in Cleveland listen I do believe in being smart here's the scenario Browns are up seven they have the football just over two minutes left at the Jets uh seven yard line or so Jets do the wise thing and call their timeouts before the two-minute warning. They called one with 209 left. Browns ran a play, and they called another one with 202 left, which I actually would not have done because that allows the Browns to throw the football because they know it's going to go down to the two-minute warning anyway. You gotta, you gotta be smart about this, head coach. Uh don't call it with with enough time for them to not run a play and, and or to run a play and then have it get down to the two-minute warning. Um, you, know, you call it a 209 because the play's not going to go nine seconds, but you don't call it a 202 because you allow them the pass play. So anyway, it was first down though, and here's the key: you may be saying Browns just take three knees and the game's over. No, it's not, because they called the timeout with 202 left. They had to run a play, first down. Two-minute warning, you run another play, it's third down, right? Because it's two plays, one before the two-minute warning, and then another play. That's going to take it down to about 115. You're going to run your third down play. That's going to take it down to about 120, 125. You're going to run your fourth down play, which is going to be a field goal, and you're going to give about 20 to 30 seconds to the Jets down 10 if they kick the field goal. So they could not have just taken four knees and run the clock out, point being. So, and you know this is the Browns. So you know what would have happened if they would have done that, right? They, they would have run it down to 30 seconds. They would have had the field goal blocked. And the Jets would have returned it for a touchdown. And everybody would have been yelling and screaming, just score. Just go ahead and score. You're going to be up two touchdowns with a minute and a half left. You're not going to blow that. It's the you got to remember, it's the Browns. That's exactly what would have happened. Exactly. So... I would have told my guys don't score, but it's not, you know, they could not have ended the game. Just know that when when you break that all down at the water cooler, because they had to run a play, uh, they, they would have hidden the ball back to the Jets with 30 seconds left. That said, another reason why I'm not going to kill them is sometimes, as the coach said there, Stefanski, you got to just close it out. You got to win the game. You got to win the game. I know when you leave the door open and you give the ball back to the Jets with two minutes left down, two touchdowns, It does leave the door open for them to come back. But sometimes you just have to win. Just just play it out. Like I said, you you kick the field goal there with 30 seconds left, and and chances are it's the Browns. It'll get blocked. It will. Bears down 24-10 fourth quarter, making a run. They got fourth and goal from the half-inch line. Just like with Denver last week against Seattle, Justin Fields five yards deep in a shotgun formation with no other running backs. He stopped short. Looked like he may have scored. They went to review. It was inconclusive. So Bears end up losing 27-10. It's football 2022. I I don't get it. I I just, you need a half a yard literally, and you're going to give the ball to your quarterback five yards deep. Into your backfield. Amazing. They should have scored there. Then the Packers were driving. They fumbled the ball uh, around the Bears' 20 yard line or so. They should have scored there. They didn't. And the game goes under. Completed a nice six team, 40 to one parlay for me. I bet five unders. And they all came through, and that was the last one. And I didn't hedge because I got greedy, and the points were coming early. So the over-under was over the 41 and a half the entire game, and I couldn't hedge. How about that? Countdown in Denver. Oh, this Nathan Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, he's lost. He is just clueless on the sidelines. More delay of game penalties. They have three delay of game penalties in two games this year. They had two all of last season. All of last season unbelievable they had a situation they were down 9-6 in the third quarter late they end up not getting the first down they decide they're going to go for it then they change their mind then they get a delay game penalty and they can't do either they got to punt the football away and that's when fans started chanting the final five seconds of every play clock <laughs> he is lost completely I right, more coming up opposite pick sportsman radio welcome back. It is Ops Picks on this uh, Monday morning. Uh, yes Network with the Judge. Uh, second home run. has got 59 now. <clears throat> not much doubt that he's going to get his 62. Uh, much like there's not much doubt that Pujols is no doubt going to get his uh, 700 home run. He's too shy as well. And then you got uh, Sean McVay, head coach of the Rams, who damn near blew a three-score lead to the Atlanta Falcons, no less. That's a tough beat. We got lucky. A couple of beats went our way yesterday. Uh, listen, it's all part of gambling, but man if you're if you're holding on to a rams minus uh 10 ticket or nine and a half depending on where and when you did your shopping uh you're in complete control that football game falcons look like absolute garbage right uh you're it's 31 to 13 you're you're cruising no big deal i should have doubled my bet should have tripled my bet uh and, and what happens 31 10 actually um and what happens you even have a touchdown to give falcons kick a field goal uh or the falcons score a touchdown to make it 31 17 with eight minutes left all right no big deal rams get the ball they get a punt blocked return for a touchdown two-point conversion is good and uh, which I don't know why they actually went for the two point conversion there. They were they were down six uh, They cut it to four. And I don't know what that really accomplished, but okay. Uh, and all of a sudden it's a, it's a one possession game. And then uh, they turn the ball over again uh, as they fumble the football. Uh, Cooper Cup, Mister All American himself, fumbles the ball. Falcons get a chance. They get down to right around the uh, twenty five or so yard line, and uh, Marcus Mariota throws a pick. Ugh! But the uh, Rams do win but they don't cover the 10 point spread that's that's uh, welcome to gambling i said it last week i'll say it again the the nfl is getting more and more like the nba it, it is um, and and uh, scotty had a had a promo on it he picked up on it obviously as well it doesn't matter what happens in the first three quarters it, it just doesn't matter i mean these games all come down to the final couple of minutes uh, damn near every single one of them i mean cincinnati trailing 17 three playing like crap entering the fourth quarter they end up tying the game they lose but you know it is what it is Raiders in complete control, 23-7, early fourth quarter, uh, at home. I mean, in, in complete control. Arizona's doing nothing end up tying the game, and they win it in overtime. Uh, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, even the Bears last night playing like just crap garbage, but they had a chance to cut the lead to one score if they punched that in from the one-yard line. Um, You know, the Dolphins, uh, you know, we buried the lead down 35-14 fourth quarter. Our boy Tua, I was saving all this for the podcast. Oh, our boy Tua comes through again. He's the greatest quarterback in the history of mankind he's not he still sucks but you know what six touchdowns something dan marino never did but you know why because for the most part yeah duper and clayton but the dolphins have what you need to win in 2022 and that's not one but two big time wide receivers and they have to they gave up a king's ransom for tyree kill i get that but you know what Sooner or later, you got to just say uh, forget the drafting. Uh, we we sucked at the draft anyway. Let's just go get the proven product and, and let's go pay him. And they did that with Tyreek Hill, and now you got Hill on one side, and Waddle is the really the key is Waddle because we know how good Hill is. If Waddle can develop into the player that we think he can, then they have two absolute number one wide receivers. And so far, with Waddle so good this year, he's made strides over last year, and they were throwing to him, and Hill was getting his share. Listen that's the optimistic point of view the pessimistic point of view would say dolphins only scored one touchdown offensive touchdown last week against uh, the, the patriots and this week they're down 35 14 in the fourth quarter you know and not playing well offense not playing well it's only once you know they figured out we can't run the ball and just let's go back and pass and, th- and play street yard football and that stuff gets it done you uh, know the same thing with arizona you know when you play the street yard football and that's how you have success in, in NFL 2022. So Dolphins come all the way back from three touchdowns down, and they beat the Ravens 42-38. Oh, you can't get a sweeter win for me. 2 0 is Miami. How about that? And the Colts lose to the Jaguars 24 0 yesterday. You know, it's time I'm not big on firing head coaches after two games, but in this case, I'm going to make the exception. I have no angst against Frank Reich, except he, he, he should be fired. He, for me, he wouldn't have gotten on that plane back to Indianapolis. Here's why. Outside of a 17-point fourth quarter last week against the god-awful Houston Texans, they've scored three points against Houston and Jacksonville. Two of the worst teams in the NFL, and that Colts offense has scored three lousy points. That's it. You want to throw in the seventeen points? Okay, still they've thrown tw- they've scored twenty points against the two worst teams in the AFC. Twenty. Matt Ryan stinks. Anybody who watched him last year with half a brain could see he's done. He he was done. And the Colts bring him in like he's going to be the savior. And all these quotes about how you know they ran Wentz out of town and everything. And I get it, Wentz isn't the greatest thing in the world, but he's better than Matt Ryan. I mean, if Frank Reich, but here's the bottom line to it all. If Frank Reich can't get his team pumped up to play Jacksonville, which knocked the Colts out of the playoff picture last year, final week of the regular season, when they embarrassingly lost at Jacksonville, getting, you know, oh, by the way, Carson Wentz kicked out of town. If he can't get his team pumped up to play that club, then you can't be a head coach in the NFL. Can't be it. And clearly he did not. Clearly I think the Colt players made a statement yesterday. They They don't don't like Frank Reich. I think they made a statement in week number one. They don't like this guy. They don't respond to this guy. I mean, this this team, which, which couldn't beat Topeka High, knocked you, in essence, out of the playoffs last year. You get to face them now, and you're not pumped up to play them? They should have been chomping at the bit to get back at Jacksonville. And not only, obviously, didn't they win, they get shut out by the Jaguars? Frank's got to go. He's got to go. And I would say kick the guy out who decided to bring uh, Matt Ryan in, but that would be your owner, so that's not going to happen. Uh, that that's embarrassing that that is beyond out of all the scores obviously that was the most embarrassing to me any thought of Mitch Trubisky you know uh drinking some kool-aid when he was uh, with Buffalo last year and turning into a better quarterback he sucks he, he he's awful that game was had, that, that game was there to be won for Pittsburgh yesterday end up losing 17-14 Kenny Pickett may, might not start next week uh, he's gonna be in there before too long, though. No two ways about it. No two ways about it. That that Steeler team and, and, and Trubisky, he's just he's just not that good. Giants beat Carolina. How about that? Uh nice little uh 1916 win. Nothing spectacular. Good old Baker Mayfield. 0-2. What else is new? You know, the Browns are the Browns, and the uh, Giants are actually 2-0. Detroit gets their first win. How about that? Thirty-six, twenty-seven. You know, here's one of those situations where you just kind of, you know, this is new age uh, football. Redskins commanded potatoes down big the whole game, right? Make a rally, obviously, it's the NFL. They cut the lead to thir- – uh, well, they cut the lead to uh, seven or eight. Cut the lead to eight. About six, seven, eight minutes left to go. You think they're just going to go for one, right, and make it a seven-point game, right? No, nope. good old Ron Rivera decides he's going to be smarter than everybody else. He's going to go for two. They don't get it. Now, they're still only down one score. I get that. But what what is the point of that? you've given up a chance to win the game now because you get greedy you've been trailing the whole way if you told washington at the end of the third quarter you'd take this game to overtime they'd say where do i sign we're getting our ass kicked so they finally make a little bit of a comeback they come to life as detroit you know calls off the dogs a little bit and they score again they got all the momentum in the world and they go for two this doesn't make any sense you want to go for two to win the game after you score the next touchdown, okay. But to go for two now and have that deflating feeling as you're walking off the field like, oh, we didn't score, but we did score, I know, but we didn't get the two point conversion. I, I don't I don't like breaking karma like that. Anybody betting New Orleans yesterday had to the, had their brain examined. Are you kidding me? Like I I've heard people say they love the Saints. I'm like It's Jameis Winston versus Tom Brady, and it's Tom Brady being told all week how he can't beat the Saints, which is so stupid because he beat them in the playoffs. In the most important game that he played against the Saints, he did win. You know, this rhetoric of, oh, Tom Brady's never beaten the Saints, never beaten the Saints. Yes, he did. What, playoff games don't count? They count more than ever. So he's been told all week how he we can't beat the Saints, the lousy, godforsaken Saints. Oh, I'll take. To listen, I think the Tampa Bay is not going to be as good this year as in years past, but I will take that spot any day of the week, any day of the week. And they end up winning 20 to 10. Jameis Winston and the Bucs uh, turned the ball over, or uh, the Saints turned the ball over three times in the fourth quarter. They got the big brawl there, which was idiotic, but it is what it is. All right, opposite picks, and then we got our baseball strikeout props coming up next. Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: LL's know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite of your newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Ah, nice little 5-2 uh, and two on Friday to cap off the week on a positive notes. So we're now 374 up, 436 down, uh, minus uh, 4,550 bucks if you're a hundred dollar player, though. So still a long ways to go. Here we go. We got a seven-pack of games. Uh, we're gonna start with Philadelphia laying two and a half versus Minnesota. I know the whole world seems to be on the Vikings tonight. I can't tell you how many times people have said they think Minnesota's gonna win this game, and I get it. You know what? They, they played so well last week in beating Green Bay, but perhaps they don't know Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. Has has the worst NFL quarterback Monday Night Football record of anybody who started at least ten games, two and nine. I'm not betting on a two and nine stat. No way, no how. Love the Eagles here at home. And basically pick them. Eh, give me Minnesota plus the two and a half number uh, two, Tennessee plus 10 at Buffalo. You know what? I just don't like laying 10 points in NFL games. Historically, they don't cover very many, especially nationally televised games. Tennessee can't play any worse than they did in the second half against the Giants. That's bumped this line up probably three or more four three or four points more than what it should be. Uh, Titans did beat the Bills last year as well, 34-31, so it's not like they're going to be intimidated at facing Buffalo. I think Tennessee keeps this at least close, covers the big monster 10-point spread, love Tennessee here. Uh, Give me Buffalo uh, minus the 10. Uh, Pick number three, Seattle minus 120 uh, baseball against the LA Angels. Afternoon game. Angels actually have won the first three games of this series. Not easy beating a club four straight, let alone a lousy team like the Angels having to do that versus a good team like Seattle. I know Vegas was built on uh, their due, but uh, Seattle is due for a win here, and I'm only laying a minus 120 number. Uh, give me the Angels that uh, uh, pick them. Pick number four, Houston Astros. Good little series against the uh, Tampa Bay Devil Dogs at uh, Even Money. You know what? Got to play the Astros here with Christian Javier on the mound. He's coming off his two best starts of the season, one earned run over those two outings combined. Uh, Astros have won his last three starts. Stros red hot 15-4 and their last 19 games. Uh, Tampa Bay has won two in a row, but they're still only four and six their last 10 games. I'm getting Houston, best team in the American League at even odds. Love the Astros. Uh, Give me uh, Tampa Bay minus the 120 number five Atlanta laying a run and a half versus Washington you know what don't worry lay the run and a half heck lay two and a half if you have to Braves are the team to beat in the NL East not the Mets they just swept Atlanta did Philadelphia they're now 12 and 4 their last 16 games they're still trying to track down the Mets for the all-important division win so they avoid that wild card spot no letting up here no way does Washington with a scrub pitcher keeping up with the Braves in Atlanta Yeah, give me Washington plus the uh, run and a half. Final pick, Dodgers uh, laying a run and a half against Arizona. Listen, L.A.'s on a roll. Uh, they really they have been the entire year, but uh, especially now. Uh, but in three their last uh, 14 games, uh, Diamondbacks 3-9 their last 12. They don't even know who they're pitching in the first game of uh, of, of this game. Um, you know, so it's just a matter of might be uh, Merrill Kelly, but he was uh, scratched as far as a definite. FanDuel doesn't have anybody listed. Uh, you know what? Um, and now they do. It may be Merrill Kelly, but that's all right, because uh, the Dodgers beat the crap out of him in Arizona just last week. No reason to not keep playing the uh, the L.A. Dodgers. They're a machine. It's all they do is win. It's just remarkable. Uh, got everything all clinched up. You know what? They won again last night. That's the only thing Sunday night game. They were in San Francisco, so they got to come uh, back home, but that's eh, not that far. I love the Dodgers, here. point being. Uh, Yeah, give me Arizona plus the uh, run and a half. Opposite picks, uh, we got, uh, let us see, we got the Dodgers, or we got Arizona uh, lay, getting a run and a half against the Dodgers. Uh, we got the uh, Nationals uh, getting a run and a half against the Braves. We got Tampa Bay, minus 120 against the Astros. We're taking the Angels even against uh, Seattle. We'll go with the Buffalo Bills, laying to 10 against Tennessee, and we'll grab the Minnesota Vikings, plus two and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. Opposite Picks uh, for this uh, Monday, September 19th. Good luck, folks. And we'll post all that stuff on the front page of the website, as we always do. Uh, time to go clean up some business here. We hit our first official winner. Orioles winning yesterday, so they're now 76-69. and 69. They hit their second half total of 75-and-a-half. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Not bad. So we're officially 1-1. One one. We lost with the Yankees. We won with Baltimore. We gave you 10 plays. Dodgers are all but in Uh, they win last night they need now to go 3 and 14 in order to hit their number chances are pretty good I think they can go 3 and 14. Seattle needs to go 7 and 10 this little three game sweep in the hands of the Angels here has not helped matters Uh, but we should be able to go 7 and 10 especially if they can win this afternoon Tampa Bay only needs to go 5 and 11. Astros only need to go 6 and 9 I mean we're looking golden with those right uh under we gave you three we gave you the angels under six uh 74 and a half they need to go 11 and five in order to go over yeah probably not happening even with this little stretch uh texas uh we need to go 12 and four to go over their number probably not happen. the only one as crazy as this sounds i worry about washington the nationals they need to go eight and eight eight and eight is not great but it's the Nationals, and uh, you know they're playing a little bit better. You know they're playing some meaningless games down the stretch. Although they do have a series against the Cardinals, uh, they've been a little bit of a pain in the neck lately. So that's the one out of all of them I'm probably more concerned with. Uh, Dodgers are in. Seattle, mm, Tampa Bay's in. Houston's not going uh, five and ten. They're they're going to be in. We got a great chance to go eight and one. But really, we really uh, outside of the Yankees and the Yankees, as I've said many times, were the ones I was really least worried, you know, least uh liked. All the other ones I really, really loved, and I just kinda threw that in on the Yankees to black cloud them, and we certainly did. So we got a chance eight and one with our over-unders uh from the all-star break on. Not bad. All right, our pyramid plays. Best baseball play today uh i'm all over atlanta Uh, you gotta lay a run and a half and you gotta lay minus 150 on top of that but washington you know this is where we need the Braves. Uh, this is where we need that the washington national team to get swept so i I do like the braves you know they're playing for something they need to catch the mets they're a game behind they're at home no way they don't win all right we have a pull over side of the road i buried the lead here with our strikeout props i'll get to that in a second. Best football play? I do like uh, Philadelphia. I I know everybody's going to be all over uh, the uh, um, Vikings, but we're going to go Philadelphia laying the 2.5 at home versus Minnesota. Our best strikeout guy? We'll hold off on that. Here's who we're considering. Little Logan Gilbert, afternoon, 5.5 against the Angels. Uh, he needs six strikeouts. He's five and seven, getting six strikeouts his last 12 starts. But it's the Angels. It is getaway day, and teams tend to swing a lot more first pitch because they want to get out of town. But um, that's okay. We'll go over five and a half. Miami's uh, Edward Cabrera against the Cubbies. Six and a half. Uh, he's hit seven strikeouts, four of his last eight. So four and four. Got to lay a little juice. Cubs, one of the worst strikeout teams. I'll do it. Baltimore's Tyler Wells against Detroit at four and a half. He's hit five, three of his last seven, three and four. Nothing great, but eh, it's Detroit. Tigers, one of the worst strikeout teams. I'll do it. Thought about Max Scherzer. He's at six and a half only. But believe it or not, he's only had, uh, you know, seven strikeouts, three of his last eight, and he's coming off the disabled list with another injury. Uh, Watching the Mets uh, this year, they – you know, uh, don't take things. You know, they they play the powder cup with these uh, pitchers here. Treat them like babies. So I, I'm going to lay off that. He's not going to get seven. Corbin Burns, six and a half against the Mets. But he's only had seven strikeouts, one of his last seven starts. And he's facing the Mets, which uh, are one of the better strikeout teams as far as not striking out. So it's a good game, good two pitchers. But we're going to strike Scherzer and Burns off our list. We're not using either one. Uh, Merrill Kelly, they did just post him on FanDuel just now. I looked this up literally an hour ago and he wasn't there. So Merrill Kelly is there now. His over-under is four and a half. Wow. Yeah, you got to play that, uh, four and a half. Why not, right? He has had five strikeouts or more. Remember we had this stat last, uh, week. Uh, let me go to the, uh, Merrill Kelly, uh, prop here and see. Four and a half. Merrill Kelly... Game log. He's had five strikeouts or more. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven starts in a row. Eleven. Pull over side of the road bet. Eleven and oh. Wow. And while you're at it, stay on the side of the road. Because I got another one for you. Houston's Luis Garcia against the Devil Dogs. Four and a half, little juice, minus 150. A lot of juice, actually. So his number is five, obviously, right? He's had five strikeouts or more in 13 of his last 15 starts. 13 and two. See, so again, I bring this stuff up all the time, right? Why are they giving us numbers? Merrill Kelly, That they did this again last week, too. I remember we talked about it, right? And he hit. He's They're giving us a number. He's hit this number 11 straight starts. I mean, 11. And Merrill Kelly, at this point, is not even juiced. Um, he's, uh, well, yes, he is. Minus 142. I think that's gone up since I just mentioned it, I'll tell you the truth. I mean, pull over side of the road. You got to put that in. You just have to put that in. 11 straight. Don't ask why. Just do it. And same thing with uh, Garcia. Five strikeouts. He's done that. 13 of his last 15 starts. You put a Kelly Garcia parlay in. And let's see what that pays. Minus 142 on Kelly. Where's Garcia? Garcia, Garcia, Garcia. up. Pitcher props. I'm not even gonna fool around with the uh 154. It would pay uh us almost two to one. Uh plus one eighty-one. You know, that, that's not you know that's not too bad. That's not too bad at all. So you know what? That is worth it. Uh, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. So our um $10 parlay. We're gonna go Garcia, seven strikeouts at plus three to one, and I was gonna put Cabrera in there, but you know what? Now that they posted Kelly's numbers, I gotta put uh, I gotta put uh, Kelly in there. Where's Kelly? Let me give adjusted lines with Kelly. I'm gonna go with Merrill Kelly, albeit against the Dodgers. Any kind of look Gallows in the lineup? Well, he hasn't been striking out a lot. I gotta go Kelly at uh, plus three twenty, seven strikeouts. There you go. So Garcia 7 and Kelly 7, 300, or three hundred or 3-1 to one, and then uh, plus 320. That'll be a nice little fat payoff uh, for your $10 uh, ticket. I'll tell you how much when we come back. I will right, we'll close up shop as well with a couple more winners. Opposite pick, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: All right, welcome back. It is Ops and Picks on uh, SportsGrid Radio. No phone calls today. Sorry about that. Mondays are tough. With uh, just one hour, with all the things we do, uh, I know a couple people called up. Appreciate that. We'll definitely get to them tomorrow for sure. You, you can't make this stuff up right you know we we do a thousand things here on, on the morning show all based on fun and stuff but the, in essence trying to make a couple of shekels so one of those was we were going to bet on the nationals and on the a's just because two weeks ago they both were in nice little runs in fact the a's over like a three-week period uh were like 10 and 10 they, they were playing 500 ball and, and the nationals uh, had just taking like two or three against the the mets and then they took two or three or so against the the cardinals and we said, you know what? We're getting monster odds on both these teams. Why, why don't we put them in a, a little parlay? Oh, a quarter of a unit, 25 bucks for our recording purposes. I said, we'll play them for eight games. and We'll, we'll see how things turn out. All we got to hit is one time, and we'll win our money back, right? So game number one goes by, lose. Day two, lose. Day three, lose. Day four, lose. Uh, we didn't even count the weekends, which lost. Day five, six, seven. Day eight, lost, right? Friday was the last day. I said, that's it. We're, we're done. It's just It's not happening. We tried. It costs us 200 bucks to have a little fun. You know, sometimes you got to just try things out, right? So for eight straight days, this combination does not come in. Eight straight. And really ten when you include the one weekend. So it ended on Friday. I'll give you one guess what happened on Saturday. Nationals win. A's beat the Astros as monster underdogs win as well. The parlay would have hit. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable sometimes. You can't make this stuff up. You really just You just can't make this stuff up. That has been our luck with those things. Amazing. All right. Uh, open parlay. We're going to take the Braves lane 330, $100 to win 30. Underdog open parlay, which is a lie because we did hit that on Friday, leg number two. Leg number three today, $108 on Houston, a minus 102 to win 106. I'll put that on the page, on the, on the baseball page. So Astros, leg number three of our underdog parlay tonight against Tampa Bay.